Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of August 13, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. I'm very happy to be co-hosting this podcast with my friend and colleague, Jeffrey Kishner, editor and publisher of Sastrology. Good morning, Jeff. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? It's okay. It's okay. Right so um, before we move into the discussion of this week's astrology aspects, I just wanted to announce to our listeners that the format of the podcast is going to change, and we're going to take a hiatus. I don't know how long the hiatus might be. It might resume next week, might take longer. It's not likely that uh, I... Jeffrey Kishner, I'm going to be talking in it. So all I can say is um, if you're subscribed to us in iTunes, don't delete us because we may show up again. And if you look for us on the blog, you'll see on the homepage if uh, a new uh, podcast gets posted. Michelle, are you sad? Well, yeah, I mean, these are, uh, I, I love doing these podcasts with you, um, but, um, you know, we all encounter times, and, and I know that's why I took July off, we all encounter times where it's it's time to take a breather, and we have to do that for ourselves. So, I will pledge to our listeners that while my technological know-how is fairly feeble, and Jeff is really the wizard um, behind everything that goes on at Sastrology. Uh, we are going to work it out so that you can still receive your podcasts. It may, it may be just me speaking, so I'll be a little lonely. I'll miss talking with Jeff. But uh, we are going to work these things out because we, we do adore our loyal following. Yes, we do. I, I appreciate the uh, tweets that uh, I receive especially from Annette Loves. <laughs> and um, I hope it, we can make it work out, but I need to focus some of my priorities for a while. So, moving on. Uh, as we discussed last week, when Venus entered Cancer, we now, this week, have the uh, quote-unquote dreaded T-square that I was mentioning, in which Venus opposes Pluto retrograde in Capricorn and squares Uranus retrograde in Aries. This basically happens over Wednesday and Thursday, exactly, but of course with the uh, the orb, it's uh, definitely building up to that all of this week. This is... Um, very challenging for relationships, Michelle, because, you know, Venus, planet of love and values and money to some extent, um, and beauty and art, is, is going through this uh, radical awakening and transformation where it's being pulled into the underworld and going through immense power struggles with Pluto and then being jolted awake out of its stupor by by Uranus. So can you help to personalize this for our listeners, what they can expect? 
Sure. This um, this feeling, it's got a quality of you are you're sort of swimming in your feelings, and they're deep, they're profound, um, they're intense, and they're not necessarily warm and fuzzy. Um, you know, every person is different, and so, Jeff, as we know, some people, and these would be people that have strong scorpionic or Pluto kind of energy, they may welcome uh, this type of intensity, and it may feel very comfortable for them, but for other people, um, you know, some of the airy types, um, this may not necessarily be the most inviting cosmic energy. <laughs> that you're swimming in, but it, it's here nevertheless. So um, expect some of your deeper feelings, the things that you're not really too crazy about that lurk inside you. Those are the kinds of things that are being pulled up right now. It's like having an undertow and all that gunk from the bottom of the sea comes up and some of it could be treasure that you'd forgotten about and some of it just looks like Ew, gross. I don't want that anywhere near me. So those are some of the kinds of things, the powerful feelings that go on. Now, Uranus is right in the middle of this opposition between Venus and Pluto. So Uranus has a, a very tactical job in helping you just get rid of that stuff. Um, if you don't want it, then with lightning ease, says Uranus you can just cut it off, pull out the scissors, and off it goes. Um, Jeff, the only thing I would caution is that, you know, we, we know that nature abhors a vacuum. So this is really intentional inner work for people that are trying to get rid of something in their lives that is constantly pulling them back to a place where they know they don't want to be. You can't just sort of say, okay, I wished it away, or I located the source of my weird compulsion, and now that I know its origin, it's gone. That's part of it. The next step is you have to find something that is positive, new, and beneficial to help fill that space so that you don't fall back on the same behavior, right? So we're, we're all a little bit vulnerable right now in as much as we want to get rid of the dead weight, but that's one part of the clearing process. The next is to plant new seeds in there um, so that you get new stuff cropping up instead of the same old, same old. One, one example that I'm thinking of is, you know how you get into one of those relationships where it all of a sudden changes you into this sort of needy, clingy, somewhat self-destructive, emotional mess. <laughs> I'm sure you've yeah. never been in anything like that, Michelle, but... Um, you know, everything in my life has been perfect, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get we get just sucked into this, like, really dysfunctional hellhole of a relationship that we can't pull ourselves out of, and... I kind of associate your, uh, Venus opposite Pluto with that. You know, it's not necessarily shows up like that, but it can dr drag us down into some dark, compulsive places. And especially with the Venus and Cancer Court, 
Venus and Cancicorn. That's a good one. Uh, Cancer. Um, kind of this sort of clingy codependent thing, maybe. Um, that Uranus can intervene and, and bring a little bit of objective awareness and point out, especially in Aries, which is very much more focused on our individual needs and our assertion of our identity that we're, we're just getting sucked in and this is really unhealthy and maybe we just need to either cut it off or find a radically new way of approaching both the relationship and the other person so that we don't, you know, give up of ourselves too much. Yeah. Um, you know, the image that you, you gave, you know, when just talking about Venus in cancer, cause that can, that can go to a very needy place. Um, you know, when we throw Pluto into the mix, it's like, um, some of the stuff feels like it can cling to you, right? Like it's not just about feeling needy and clingy, but it can feel like your shadow stuff that you are trying to get rid of is harder to wash off. There's like this scummy, um, scummy stuff that is sticky. And that's why we will kind of benefit from the energy of Uranus to, to burn some of that stuff away. Yes. Um, you know, astrologers sometimes talk about the sort of empty fourth, uh, wheel on this axis, and I'm I'm wondering, um, you know, do, do you see any solution to this uh, in in Libra? Um, there's, I mean, we we have Mars and Saturn on the opposite side from Aries, sitting in Libra. Now they're a little a little far away from uh, Uranus to be considered in opposition, but they can be of help. Um, the other thing, Jeff, is we do get we do get some help um, in the form of a trine from Mercury in Leo to Uranus retrograde in Aries. So that represents this opportunity to start thinking differently about yourself as being the center of your life. If we think about Leo, you know, it's, um, like I know I harp on this practically every week while we're in Leo season, Jeff, but remembering that Leo rules the heart and when Mercury is in that sign, there's an opportunity for people to really start thinking about who's the boss of my life. Oh yeah. Hint. I am. Uranus comes along, makes a trine, and says there are new ways for you to start directing your energy and your thoughts. And that plays a huge role in breaking up the stagnant energy that needs to break up with Venus and Pluto. They are going to help break up some of the, the crud that's been living inside you. And part of your responsibility as you break up that pattern is to start thinking new, more deeply enriching thoughts to help create new energy there. Sounds uh, like hopeful. 
does offer us, it does offer some, some relief to us. And the other thing is that Venus is still in a, a loose trine with Chiron. So there is some healing here. There's, there's definitely healing. We are going to get, um, we are going to get a chance for a new start. But this doesn't just happen blindly. We actually do have to really have some intention in doing this work this week. Otherwise, we will get sucked in by the undertow as opposed to making a conscious choice to dive in and really consciously ride this this energy. You know, on on the subject of uh, awareness... You know, there's so much going on with with Venus, and it seems that you know we should be on the lookout for people in our lives to either trigger our own issues or to point them out, and to be grateful for that even if we're not grateful to them. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, if, even if we encounter someone who's being totally uh, domineering or cruel or controlling or what have you, you know, you know, we don't want to blame ourselves as victims, but it helps to be, become aware of how we attract certain energies in our lives. And, uh, you know, what are we doing, even if we're not conscious of it, of uh, bringing that into our lives? And sometimes it's just simply about owning our own power or, uh, you know, becoming aware of our own rage that we're, kind of projecting out into the world and letting someone else take on that mantle. You know, these are are lessons that we can learn, and sometimes it has to come from outside of ourselves. Yeah, that's a really great point. Thank you. And especially, you know, in terms of what do we attract, that's the Venus principle right there. Venus is highly magnetic, and often um, Venus works just by doing her magic and attracting. So we don't always use intention to attract the things we desire. We kind of go with it, and lo and behold, um, what have we pulled into our lives? Somebody that resembles a tyrant, for instance, or, or any other number of possibilities, right? So moving on to later in the week... We have a Leo new moon at 25 degrees that's making a 60-degree angle or sextile to the Mars-Saturn conjunction in Libra. So, Michelle, Suzanne, this uh, opportunity for a new start in this uh, fire sign, what What does this hold for us? This is a really beautiful and auspicious beginning, Jeff, because, you know, I made mention about the fact that if we are going to lose the dead weight of Venus opposition Pluto, we need something 
beneficial to put in there. And this new moon is that beneficial thing that comes along and says, there's now room for you to plant something else inside that will spring up down the road. It's a new moon in Leo, the creative, you know, boisterous, energetic life force that, that exists in all of us. And, and it says, put yourself in the center of your life and begin again. So this lovely sextile that it makes to Mars and Saturn is giving us an opportunity to sort of reorient ourselves within our most important relationships. And yes, some of these are our intimate relationships, but some of these are, you know, they're business relationships or whatever, right? So it's all of the key people in your life. Um, as you become more comfortable with putting yourself at the driver's seat, in the driver's seat of your life, other people will shift accordingly with you. But according to the sex style, it's an easy shift. It's a positive thing. I really love the the fresh energy of this new moon. I really do. Um, Jeff, there's also a wide opposition uh, to Neptune and Chiron, which says let's not fall into that victim mentality that you were talking about just a couple moments ago. Um, you know, the stuff that's happening in your life is courtesy of you. You may not be able to remember how you got there, but you absolutely played a role in the people and events that are playing out in your life right now. So defaulting to the poor me, um, the world is against me place is not going to help you. That's not going to give you a brand new lease on life. But if you go to the place of this is my life, I run it, and yes, there are other people involved that I share the space with, but, but I make the decisions. That's going to go a really long way at this new moon. Uh, looking deeper at this Mars-Saturn conjunction, now, now that Mercury is uh, direct and we have the, the planets of both action and, and firm-izing, which is not a word, <laughs> making things <laughs> concrete and real in in the sign of Libra, it seems like a very opportune time to, you know, cement agreements and to uh, really move forward in important relationships. And I think that mm -hmm. the, the, the Leo New Moon provides the the passion to really make uh, this attractive. You know, it, it provides, yes. you know, th there can be something, I don't know, Saturn, Saturn's a dry planet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and Mars is just sort of hot. So, uh, yeah. and you know, even though Leo is a fire sign, it, it, it's juicy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I think it it adds a little bit of of sexiness, which to what can otherwise just look like all business. Mm hmm. So I, I think that's it's, 
a good time to move ahead in that arena. And since you talked about a really, this is an auspicious time to to do some strategizing around your your relationships. Think in terms of a two year plan because Mars has a two year uh, you know revolution around the sun and it has started a new cycle with Saturn. So there's something here about taking you know looking ahead 24 months. Um, if you've got business alliances, this is a crucial time to sort of strategize where do I want those partnerships to be two years from now. If you're talking about romance, well, I mean, personally, Jeff, I don't subscribe to, you know, okay, we've been together for six months, so now I want to know what the plan is. I just don't think romantic relationships are, I, I, I think they're a little more organic. But for people that are really dead set on planning, then then look at what you desire over the next two-year period because this is your moment of opportunity um, to really connect with that in a very easy and beneficial way. So the, the week wraps up on Saturday with Mercury and Leo making a trine to Uranus retrograde in Aries. Um, I, I guess this is the the final trine because I know that we talked about this back when it was retrograde, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you know, as you know, one uh, truth, if there is any, to astrology, especially with retrogrades, is that with with the the final. Uh, quote-unquote hit that a planet makes after it's gone through its retrograde cycle and if it keeps you know making the same transit to a planet is that by the last time we've come to some like resolution about the direction we want to take so for example when when mercury was retrograde and making a trine to Uranus, we were kind of going inwards and thinking about, you know, maybe the different ways we can innovate with our thinking or our communications. And now that it's direct again, we've kind of decided on on the path to take and we're more aware and have a cleaner sense of how to move forward. You know, we've seen the possibilities and now we uh, are kind of going with one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time to move on now. It's absolutely true. Yes, Michelle, it is time to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, um, it's it's been a great pleasure talking with you for however long we've been doing this likewise yeah and uh, I, I do hope that this uh, podcast can keep going on in some manifestation uh, but regardless we, we always have your wonderful voice in the weekly forecast and I, I consider you to be uh, definitely part of the DNA of astrology so thank Mm -hmm. you for uh going on this endeavor with me 
Oh, it's been my, my honor and, uh, and a true joy. So thanks for bringing me along for the ride. It's lovely. My pleasure. So if our listeners want to learn more about you, where do they find you? I am hanging out at starstruckastrology.org and um, still offering a 25% discount on all August sessions. And, um, and Jeff, we'll see what we can rig up so that we can still keep these podcasts coming for our listeners in some form. Yes. So as I, as, as I said at the top of the podcast, keep looking out for us if you're uh, subscribed in iTunes or on Stitcher Radio or what have you. And uh, appreciate your attention and support. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.